Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Whenever you bump into someone in the day-to-day, when you're faced with responding or reacting or asking questions like, how are you, there's always a response. And that's always a, it's a common thing. It's, it's a greeting. It's like, how are you doing? But we don't really mean how, we, how are you doing. We've swapped how are you doing with hello. Yeah? Some of us, not everyone, but it's very common that we're not really, where it's not like, how are you doing? Because <laughs> they're back there. So we're not really saying how are you doing. Because if we wanted to really ask that question and then ask a second time slower and intently and looking in the eye, we might get a different answer than just the yeah, good. How you doing? Yeah, good. That's good. Great. (laughs) See you next week. So the how you doing question is, is not really a how you doing question. It's more of a hello. But I... I'm pondering it more and more when people ask me how am I doing, knowing that they're meaning hello, but I'm processing it as how am I doing. And I've made the joke last week, Michael said, how are you doing? And I said, yeah, good, ask me again. He goes, how are you doing? And I went, Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, never, we're navigating life. We're navigating all the stuff that goes on. Victory celebration, success, things that are feeling really good and working really good. And things that aren't. And we say, how you doing? What have you been up to? What's going on? And we say, not much. (laughs) Not much but we know that's not true. Because in your heart and head, and in my heart and head, there's a vast list of things going on. There is a a list of beautiful things. Things to celebrate, things to treasure, things that spark joy, victories and successes. Things that seem to be working well, and feeling good. Then there's another list of uncertainty, of doubts and fears and insecurities and worries, bouts of depressions, anxious moments, a swirl of negative what-ifs, juggling current responsibilities and future goals and dreams. And then we've got a God list, which is a list of truth, filled with personal promises and prophecies which trump the facts but they don't deny loss and pain and uncertainty and magically wipe them away and cause them to disappear. But truth and his word hold critical keys for us juggling all of these lists in tension. And we would agree that there's more going on than what we see when we see people because we know there's more going on than what people know. 
there's a natural realm and there's a spiritual realm. And we would probably say that the natural realm's more real, but God's always been here. Here. Not here. So, is the kingdom realm, the spiritual realm, the God realm, the heavenly realm more real? I think if we sort of unpacked it a bit, we'd agree with it, but then we would struggle a little bit because we are more aware of five sense knowledge. Taste, smell, touch, and the other ones. I'll say four of them twice. So we know there's more going on in us, and we would presume in other people because we know what we're like, but then when it comes to the realms, the natural realm and the spiritual realm, we're aware there's more going on. As believers, we're, we're aware of the kingdom realm, the king's domain, the rule and realm of God, the, where, where God rules and reigns, the spiritual realm, the kingdom of heaven, the heavenly realm. In varying degrees, we would agree that that's true. And we would probably conclude that it's not as tangible because we're in the natural realm, ruled by five sense knowledge. But then we might go, well, hang on, is, is it true though? Just because I think it's true, is it true? And is that just, if I don't think it's as tangible and as real, the spiritual realm, why not? Is that just a result of my belief and my expectation that's rooted and based in my past experience. If the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, the kingdom realm are a higher reality than this natural experience and offer a greater perspective and greater keys which lead to a far greater life, then isn't it worth investigating and then pursuing. That would make sense, wouldn't it? If that is true, then that's worth pursuing. Because saying God is good is nice. Saying God is good is really nice. It's a great statement. But believing God is good changes your life from the inside out. Because everything rises and falls on who you think God is and what you think he is like. Forget what everybody else says. Forget what the latest cool worship lyric line is, and I love new worship songs and lyrics. Amanda Cook, one of the great lyricists of our time. But f forget the podcasts and the books. They point towards and they encourage to, to look at but saying God is good is cute and nice. But believing God is good transforms your life. You'll I'm going to read out of this for a little bit and then we'll, then we'll 
hopefully put it back with there. Your continual and consistent hope, joy, peace and love levels are absolutely hinged on what you think about God and who you think he is for you. I can say stuff, that's not going to help you because you've got to own you. It's why Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? He was not insecure. He was asking for them. Who do men say that I am? He asked them all. Some said John the Baptist, some say Jeremiah. Da, da, da. Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. It was that, that much of an um, incredibly perfect answer that Jesus said, it's on this revelation that I'm going to build my church. That I am the son of God, the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. It's a differentiating prospect, Jesus as the son of God, rather than just a nice religious figure. I remember one day Kevin Rudd was at the MCG when he was Prime Minister and they were asking him a whole bunch of questions and he was pushing the Christian thing and someone said, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And he couldn't answer it. I'm not having a crack at K-Rudd. But, it's, but it's, it's a confronting thing for people that don't believe in Jesus to admit. And Jesus asked the question, everything hinges on who you think God is and what you think he is like. God is good all the time. Amen. Is he? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Maybe I ask the seventh time and then we'll get some honesty. But we're navigating this, hey? We're navigating... We're navigating life in the kingdom. We're navigating what we've been called to. We're navigating what God's put in us and on us. We're navigating it all, all the time. God is good. All the time, brother. Okay. Is he? That statement needs to be thrashed out. That statement needs to be wrestled out. Otherwise, it's a catchphrase rather than a core value. Is it a core value or is it a catchphrase? It's a powerful theological statement. But it's really easy to say and it's much harder to live out. Why? Because most of us are circumstantially driven. You okay? So our good and bad days are solely determined by what happens to us. Happy New Year. <laughs> so how was your day? Oh, well, this happened 
and that happened, and that person did not merge <laughs> properly. Justin has been known to cross that triangle. <sighs> I, I resist most of the time. Because that, you know that triangle? Yeah. That's saying, you cannot go in this, because that's telling everyone you're a jerk. <laughs> I, I might have crossed it five times in my life. <laughs> is, that, is, that one, is that one too many? Because <laughs> it just... It just it just speaks so loudly, doesn't it? And then you've overtaken four cars on the merge ramp and you're off and running, but it's not cool. But, but, but it's challenging because we're aware of this spiritual realm, this kingdom realm, this God realm, this, that's, that's more real, we say it, it's more real than the natural realm. But we're so in this realm, God's put us on the earth and that's good and great and real. And five-sense knowledge is what we know. So we can understand that we are dictated a lot by what happens to us. Because what happens to us matters. Like it matters. And there's degrees of what matters. But things that happen to us, we, we care about things and stuff. So we're juggling and navigating all of these things. And we say things like God is good, but is it a catchphrase or is it a core value? My friend Benj helped me with putting together this list of what core values mean. Because when something becomes a core value, it will change your life. Core values are guiding principles that help us respond to circumstances. Core values help us define how we want to live our life. Core values create a foundation for how we want to respond to life. Core values are based on who we are and who we want to be. And I love this one. Core values help us decide how we want to be up front. Then whenever life throws uncertainty our way, we respond by saying, I have already made this choice. I'm going to read that again. Core values help us decide how we want to be up front. Then whenever life throws uncertainty our way, we respond by saying, I've already made this choice. Again, it doesn't magically make things disappear, but it's an invitation to have the Lord present and active and involved in the middle of uncertainty in ways that he can't be when we're out of control. Does that make sense? I know what I believe, 
but my core, I know what I believe, but my core values say that I respond like this. Core values remind me of who I am and who I've chosen to be. They are the things that are true before, during, and after circumstances. God is good, but I need to thrash this out. I need to wrestle this out. It's easy to say, but harder to believe and live. Our faith, I love this by Bill. Our faith can only go as far as our awareness of the goodness of God. We have to thrash this out. We have to wrestle this out because this whole year is hinged on who you think God is. This whole year is hinged on what you think he's like. So we've got to wrestle it out. Why? Because God doesn't change. God doesn't change. Circumstances change. Situations change. Jobs change. Kids change. Life changes. We change. But God doesn't change. And He's good. But that's either a catchphrase or a core value. God doesn't change, but we do. So do you believe that? Do you believe that he's good? You might be here today and you go, I'm actually still wrestling with this. Oh, I need to thrash this out. I need to walk this out a bit more. And that's good, like you need to own that. But we can't stay there. And you might say, yeah, that, that's me. What should I do? I've heard it all. Yeah, we've heard a lot. And what I would say to you is, you need to change your position. Why do I need to change my position? So yes, I need to thrash it out. I'm not sure if God is good is a catchphrase or a core value. I'm not sure. But I know I need to wrestle it out. Because what I believe manifests in my heart and head and life. So my life is a mirror showing me what I really believe. So you would know if it's a core value or a catchphrase. Doesn't mean you're on zero. But you might say, yeah, I've got to wrestle this out. I've got to thrash it out. I'm not there. I'm not there. And what do I do? And I would say, you need to change position. And you're like, what do you mean by changing position? Why do I need to change position? And I'm like, because you need to see better. You need to see better. John said, 
that which was from the beginning, that which we have heard and that which we have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands, we are proclaiming to you. The critical point of seeing God is good moving from a Christian catchphrase into a core value is all about how well you are seeing him. And if you aren't seeing him well right now, you need to move. You need to change position. You need to adjust something. Is it all about me? No, no, he did everything, but we've got to respond. It's like, I'm waiting on God. Wow, no. He's waiting on you. So I'm wrestling this out. I'm thrashing this out. It's, it's tough. Jacob wanted answers. And he wrestled with God. He didn't give up. There's things in you that he's put in you. Will this be the year that they start to bubble out? Not in full manifestation, because that's not reality. But something sparks, something starts, momentum sparks. We've got to change our position. We've got to change our position because we've got to see better. It's actually time to move position because God doesn't change. God doesn't change. We change. We adjust. We've got to move position. Why? So we've got to see him better. Zacchaeus had heard a lot. We know the gospel said news spread. News spread. Crowds were insane. This guy Jesus was popular. No one was speaking the way he spoke. They hadn't seen what they were seeing. Zacchaeus was not a follower of Jesus. He was like a chief guru, tax collector guy overseeing all the stuff, the money. But he'd heard about Jesus. The Bible doesn't say that, but there's no doubt he had heard. Luke 19, 1-4. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Verse 3, Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable due to the crowd and because he was short in stature. He would go well here. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see him because Jesus was about to pass through that way. Interesting for a, an, not a follower of Jesus who had heard a lot about Jesus. We hear so much about Jesus. And hearing's important. Faith comes by hearing. Important, Romans 10, 17. We need to hear, but we can't stop at hearing because we've heard too much. Hearing has got to move into seeing and seeing will move into an encounter. So we've got to understand that hearing is really important. How can they, how can they be saved unless they hear? Romans 10, 10 to 14. How can they 
How can they be born again unless they hear the gospel preached? But hearing has got to move into seeing. Zacchaeus heard heaps, but he wanted to see. Bella's heard about New York and said, when we're 16, can we go there? And we said, yes, because I want to go too. So we said for her 16th birthday, we'll take her to Paris in New York. We've got to save a lot for then. But it's cool just hearing about it. It's another thing seeing it. I've heard about New York. I've seen a photo of New York, but there's another level of seeing. Which leads you into experiencing it. And Zacchaeus had heard a lot, but he wanted to see what he had heard. And he had to change position. Because he couldn't see. And he'd heard about Jesus. He would have heard the stories growing up about the Messiah, the one that would come and be the answer to what they were hoping and praying and believing for. And then there was rumors and rumblings about this one and people getting healed and delivered and encouraged and lit up by grace and kindness. And he'd heard it, the rumors and the rumbling, and he had to do something about it because he knew something wasn't right within him. And we, we get that, navigating life. There's just something. And we're not talking about salvation. And we've got to be careful that we don't go introspective and condemnation. But it's, it's a good thing to be wrestling and thrashing out where we're at and working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's a valid scripture which we misuse for losing salvation. But it's a working it out. We are saved, we're being saved, and we will be saved. But he had to see what he had heard so he could experience what he saw. And the Lord's inviting us to do the same. We need to move position so we can see. So what's in the way? What's in the way? It's a great question. If we, you know, in, was in the way of Zacchaeus? People. Taller people. It wasn't obstacles or structures, it was people. But only you can answer that question. What's in the way? This isn't a self-help, fix-yourself message. This is a giving him an inch and he'll take a mile. This is, I've got to go from it just being a nice, nice little statement on my mug that I drink my cup of tea every day. It's got to move from that into a belief that anchors me in the storm. that anchors me in the swirl, that anchors me in the uncertainty, that anchors me in the chaos. When has not having a better view ever been a good option? When you are looking at concert tickets, that's the thing, isn't it? Don't mind a concert. I, I, I was fortunate enough to go to Foo Fighters. Um, keep your theological um, statements to yourself. Um, 
probably not theological statements, opinions. Um, but I went to the Foo Fighters because I like them. Like them. Um, I like the music, melodies, excellent, great. Had a, had a Foo Fighters poster on my door when I was 14 with a gun on it and mum didn't like it. Anyway. Um, so I was at the Foo Fighters and I really only like general admission tickets so you can get up close because why would I want to be up the back? I want to see. I want to experience it. I don't want to sit up the back. I can watch... I mean, it's good being there. I guess that's better than, like, YouTube. Of course it is. But I want to be up close. Like, our position matters. And I was there, and, and we were having a great time, and I got pretty close in the, in the mosh pit. They're not really moshing, because it's all 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Actually, <laughs> some kids there, being annoying. But, um, but I was there, and then, like, you sort of move, and... And, and then people cut in front of you and stuff, and, you, and I'm like, I'm a pretty sensitive guy. I'm like, what are you, like, you are too close, move. And then get all weird and like, what are you doing? You bump in, you're bumping in, and then I've got to get over myself a bit and go, you're in a concert, mate, with a thousand people around you. But then this lady, I tell you what, um, A, she had the concert ticket of the concert on, which I'm never a fan of. Um, like, wear one from 10 years ago, that's, that's better. Don't put the one on that you just bought. Anyway, that's just my opinion. So this is a bit weird. So I'm, I'm a strange guy. So I'm there judging her. Um, <laughs> and her ponytail went in my mouth. <laughs> uh, probably not, probably not, probably not in. Probably not in, but I'm like, I wanted to grab her head and gently move it away. But I, if you stand up here, I'm like, no, just stand up. <laughs> like, she, like, so she was a bit taller than Lee. I didn't have a Zacchaeus problem, but she was a bit, but her ponytail was like, like that, and it was all puffy. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, and I'm getting into her, yes, I'm on going up there. And it was excellent. I'm trying to enjoy the show, and, but she keeps moving in front of me, and her ponytail was higher than my view. And I'm like, okay, sit back down, thanks. If you were hearing the Lord, you would have had a ponytail in today. But, but I'm getting so upset, like internally, just, just like, and then I'm sort of just, this is your senior leader, <laughs> taking a step forward so she would bump into me and then realise that she should not be bumping into me and move. Now, that's as passive as it gets, but I'm not going to say, excuse me, can you stop putting your ponytail in my mouth? <laughs> so, but, but I, again, I've got, like, I, I'm in charge of me. And let's use that as, as a life principle. Foo Fighters, ponytails going in mouth. Not cool. Crap's going down. Stuff's happening. It's not cool. Stuff happens. It hurts. It's hard. On all kinds of levels. What are you going to do? So you know what I did? I went, I'm going I'm I'm to go right up the front. I've never done this because I don't like people pushing in after they've got their positions. Like people are just like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then they're like, Ugh. you know, like, I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that because I watch them go through and I'm like, gee, they're confident, aren't they? And then like in 10 seconds, everyone's forgotten and they're in the position. But I, I'm like, oh, what are they going to think of me? And I'm like, you know what? Ponytail lady is annoying the heck out of me. 
And then I just said to the boys, I'm going. And I just went. And the mu- you could just hear the music. And I, and I just weaved through, excuse me, excuse me. I didn't say sorry, just excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And the, and the, the stage is right here and I'm just right here just, just singing for the last half an hour. And it was amazing. So the position and, the, and what I was seeing was way better than before, but then it got hindered. And stuff happens. You go hard, but then stuff happens. And it hurts. But what are you going to do? Like we've got a choice to make. Is God good or is it a statement? Do we believe it? Because everything in life hinges on whether you think he's good or not. Everything hinges on who you think he is and what you think he's like. And if it's a bit of a wrestle and and a thrashing out season for you, I would encourage you to change position. Adjust your position. Move. Do something. What's in the way? Remove the obstacle. Get it out of the way. You've got to move so you can see him better. If the team could jump up, that would be great. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. So good. We were born to see. It's always a question. Where's the table at the restaurant? Some people don't care. A lot of people do. Is there a table by the river? Is is there an ocean view? Is hotels? Like, I just want the cheapest. But some people, city view, garden view, pool view, ocean view. Like it, matter, it matters to a lot of people. Concerts, oh, where'd you go? Where'd you sit? How's the view? Ticketek has to say obstructed view in certain seats. And most of the time with, all the time, the better the seat, the more it costs you. It's just a principle a thing because every company and every event organizer knows that the better the view the more valuable it is and it will cost you more to see better and it's true with the Lord If we want to see what we've never seen before, then we really need to do some things that we've never done before. And there's a beautiful invitation to see the Lord. 